Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to author Stephanie Kemmler, who's written a Blood Mad series that I think it's really, really interesting and kind of kind of off the wall to where I'm really excited to talk to her. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. This is I got my coffee. I've got a little bit of tea, so I'm just ready to launch into it. Yay. <laughs> I'm glad because I, I really need some coffee, too. I'll I'll get to that eventually. But you published your first book called Bloodborne last year. And then you published your second book, Blood Mad, this year. I want to get all into it. Can you please tell me what Bloodborne is about first? Sure. Bloodborne is about a young woman named Mina Coffin. She is a modern 20-something woman who's going through all the regular 20-something things relationship with their family and a love life and her career. But it just so happens that she is the descendant of a centuries old blood cult. And what happened during the plague days in the 1300s in Transylvania, of all places, there was a genetic change that required people from this village to consume blood to survive. And what happened is they kind of have a choice or did have a choice that they could be bloodborne, which meant that they took blood donated in a religious service, or they could be blood mad. And that's sort of the more traditional vampire. You drink enough blood directly from the veins and you get fangs. And these two cultures split apart. And Mina is this hundreds of years after descendant. I don't have immortal vampires, just like anyone with kind of a long historic background of her people. And at one point, this isn't a spoiler, I say it pretty early on, but she turns from bloodborne to blood mad in a terrible accident. So, so she's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was Sorry, it's I'm so my, fascinated already. <laughs> <laughs> good. And it's one of my favorite scenes. It's this really sort of poignant and dramatic scene. The first book is her having secrecy and um, not wanting anyone to find out in her religion. And the second book, she really throws off the shackles of this dead bloodborne life and really just gets into being blood mad and indulging and kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, it's a lot about identity. It's about kind of coming of age, uh, but it's also primarily a modern Gothic romance. I am so intrigued. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that it's not your traditional vampire book or even storyline. How did this come about that you wanting to pit two different two different things together, but yet kind of have the same streamline of there's blood involved, there's even families involved? How did this all come about? It started sort of as an accident. I had this character in my head, Mina Coffin, and she had five older brothers. This was far before I ever thought that they would be vampires. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved them. I fell in love with these characters, but I didn't have a story for them. And this was in maybe January of 2021. And I was sitting in a doctor's office and I was reading whatever magazine. 
and they had a review of the original Dracula and it was like Mm. lightning struck. Uh And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're vampires, which is pretty ironic considering I named Mina after the, my favorite character in Dracula. Uh (laughs) So once I decided that I consume a lot of vampire entertainment, I love it since I was really young. And I knew I wanted to do something just as new and fresh and original as I had the skills to do. So I had put in a lot of deep thought and I ended up thinking, wow, like what if this was some kind of religion? What if they needed to do it in a liturgical setting? And it all kind of fell into place from there. I did want to have some sort of conflict and a choice for each character about whether they would do it in this sort of approved official setting or if they would go rogue. And it was really interesting because in book one, I get really deep into their faith and their faith practices. And then when I wrote book two, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to start from scratch with world building because I don't even know Blood Mad Society. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was fun because in book one, there's only one Blood Mad character. Mm-hmm. So you get beyond Mina. So you get this, I guess, taste of their world. But book two is like through the looking glass of what, how the other half lives. So yeah, it started by accident. It was just, just so happened that I read this article and it all came together. (laughs) I love hearing origin stories like that. Not only is it in your book about the origins of Bloodborne and Blood Mad, but also the origin of your book. This is so cool. Have you always planned to do one book for one side, the other book for the other side? Was it always something that shifted over time or how, how was that writing? Did not plan it at all. So <laughs> I write out of order, like out of chronological order, but mm-hmm. it just so happened that I wrote the last chapter close to the end of drafting. And I got to the last paragraph and it ends at kind of a cliffhanger. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I got to write a sequel. I just fell into this sequel. The story begged for it, but I had originally planned on it standalone. I never thought of a series. I never thought of a duet having this this parallel story. Yeah, I I feel like I keep saying I just fell into things, which is kind of how it feels. I just like that though. (laughs) The little surprises. I follow the muses, whatever they have to say. I just kind of chase after that. I love the fact that once you read one side of it, Bloodborne, you already in that world and sunk into Mina Coffin's character that you almost propel to read the second one almost immediately, you know, like, because I want to know what's going on the other side of this whole conflict or this whole world. How was the writing process throughout each book? Were there any difficulties or anything, anything like that? The first book... I had no plans of publishing. I had oh. no plans. Yeah, I, I, it never occurred to me. I wrote the story for myself. I wrote it for my friends. Then I once again fell into this. <laughs> I started uh, looking into publishing it. I finished the first draft of Bloodborne. I wrote it over two months, February and March of 2021. I signed. Oh, wow. Yeah, I signed the publishing contract early August of 2021 and Bloodborne came out in February of 2022. So it was breakneck speed and I had to start everything from scratch. I started my Instagram account. I 
had to learn publishing from scratch so that I could sign a contract and be well-educated about it and revising and editing. And I was drafting the sequel. And I think the biggest struggle for me was balancing all that stuff, making sure that I was present for each because between marketing and revising and releasing and crafting something new, uh, each one has their own challenges And I wanted to put my best effort into each thing. So I think the biggest struggle was, yeah, just balancing the whole mess. (laughs) I feel like once you ignited this whole process, it was kind of like, just keep going nonstop. Like things just keep coming up, which I think is great. It's amazing, actually. I consider myself maybe like a non-traditional author. Yeah, like it, it was breakneck speed. Once things happened, they happened super fast. And I feel like so often you hear like trust the universe's timing. And it's like this thing that you say when you have to be patient. But I think that there's also this idea of if you're trusting in the timing of fate or whatever you believe, of being ready to jump when it's ready. And I think I had had all of these experiences and all these ideas so that when this circumstance happened in my life to write and publish. It came together really fast. And I was excited to just jump into that new phase of my life. Uh, And I think it's one of the reasons other than luck that I got into this whole publishing and it went fast. I like that you said luck, but I feel like you worked your ass off. So this is great. <laughs> there is an aspect of luck because it's such an unpredictable industry. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're here with me. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I'm like transferring this luck. Like that would be great. I, I want to be that agent of fortune. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to your book, I really like Mina Coffin's character or what I've seen about her so far. Is there another character that you do you have your heart on also that you really enjoyed writing? What I'm trying to get to is maybe there's mm-hmm. another book beyond oh. the horizon that maybe there's a character you really, you know, that you have a hold on to. Is there anything like that? I have endless spinoffs very early mm-hmm. in the drafting process. I draft <laughs> like I have tons of works in project progress. Mm-hmm. But there are two characters. One is a very vampy, blood-mad vampire named Felix in book two. He's a, like a favorite of readers, and that would be fun to delve into his world. Mina gets to know a young woman in her church who's uh, 14 and enthusiastic and sweet. And I've thought about doing her story in like when she's in college. Oh, that's she, cool. Yeah, and... In the idea that I had, she accidentally falls in love with a blood mad guy. So it's kind of that like tension <laughs> and yeah, and like high romance. You kind of like to put like pit two and two together and see how characters or how we as readers react between that. How is it writing the, the fantasy part, the vampire part versus the romance part or the adventure? I think once I got to know Mina as a character... My stories are very character-driven. When I was seeing the world through her eyes, I saw how her identity is in conflict and also how naturally her background comes out and how naturally, if you're at that age, 
for many people, they're exploring relationships and they're exploring how things fit together for themselves, both romantically and with history and family and that kind of thing. So when I started seeing it through her eyes, it just felt sort of effortless and natural to have all these different aspects of her story. Writing the fantasy part, writing the world building of the bloodborne, blood mad thing was a big challenge, but it all kind of made an odd sort of sense. And I did it on the fly. I didn't have like all these notes. I didn't have all these, you know, charts or anything. It was just how it was revealed to me. I like also in your uh, descriptions that your book is queer forward novel. How was that writing process or was that like an important thing in your in your projects or anything like that? It became more important very early on. Mina has uh, an ex who, when I was drafting very early on, who was emotionally abusive and she has a lot of trauma in this relationship. And at first it was a guy. And then I love this idea. It becomes a young woman named Lucy. And I love this idea of like Mina and Lucy from Dracula having this tormented love story. And Mina is bisexual and she is sort of figuring that out. Her church is very traditional in terms of uh, traditional gender roles. So that's tricky for her that she's hiding not only her sexuality or that there's some sort of shame around it, but she's also hiding her identity. And then her brother, who she's closest to, is gay. He also struggles with that. He struggles being in a centuries-old religion that doesn't necessarily accept him for who he is. Yeah, it was important to me. It it evolved. And the more I got into the characters, the more I was like, wow, this is something I actually want to say. This is something that's really important to me. I have to say that your book has so many elements into it. Not only is it just really interesting premise of you know the two with bloodborne and blood map but also just a very human side to the stories this is so cool (laughs) this is so cool (laughs) can you tell me more about you as an author I would consider myself sort of a non-traditional novelist I studied creative writing and history undergrad and my focus was poetry writing actually but I didn't have as much interest with that than going into education. So most of my professional career, I was teaching. And in June of 2020, I ended up getting Lyme disease. And I had like a 104 fever, bullseye rash, like this whole thing. And it ended up where I couldn't do anything else. Like my whole life really changed from having this chronic illness. And all I had left was like, my imagination and these stories I started crafting in my head. And then it tumbled into writing a full novel. The first novel I wrote was in, I started it in October of 2020. I was a little bit reluctant to get into it because it was so different than what I was used to, but I couldn't teach. I couldn't do a lot of things. I felt like all of my training that I had done before, all of the writing, the academic writing I did, came together into maybe effortlessly in terms of starting it out and getting there. Well, I, for one, am glad that you shifted to this path because this book is so fascinating to me already. I 
I'm going to say it again. I love the fact that it's not your traditional vampire book as much as, you know, as entertaining as those are, because I really enjoy them as well. But this is oh, a, whole, a whole nother thing because to me, like vampires are usually pit against like werewolves or mm-hmm. things like that, which I'm not as familiar with it as a lot of people are, but just to base is on the whole bloodborne and blood mathing fascinating so cool <laughs> um, glad to hear <laughs> yeah and i've gotten lots of good feedback from reader readers that's, that's about, what i was gonna ask sorry oh, okay. sure. <laughs> about how original and fresh and odd it is it presented a lot of challenges in terms of marketing it to publishers i work with a small indie press that is primarily focuses on gothic stories, but my story is really unusual and it was hard to pop into any sort of normal category. So that part presented a challenge, but I think I kind of just didn't care for my story in terms of didn't care how it was received because it started out as a story for me. And I love that people are connecting with it being fresh. I love that it has this human element that maybe someone who's not interested in that high gothic or the witches, ghosts, werewolf thing that I love too. But if you're not interested in that world, that it offers something, I think, kind of for anyone. Do you think you want to keep going with this world? This is a duet set of books, right? But I, and I know we've discussed you branching out with other characters, but I meant more like adding in other fantasy Characters like witches or werewolves, were you going to dive into that type of world as well? I'm interested in it. I really need a break from the Bloodborne, Blood Mad thing. (laughs) But (laughs) the next project I'm working on is not supernatural at all. But then in the works, I have more of a contemporary urban fantasy, two projects that are really different and of course odd different yeah I'm fascinated what you can create it really it occupies a lot of my brain a lot of the time but I'm also (laughs) working on I think it's going to be short but a ghost romance story and (laughs) (laughs) so it's just a matter of like focusing and actually diving into those worlds as much as I would want to and to give it to do the projects justice. So they're in progress, but in varying degrees of completion. I definitely want you to come back when you start doing any of those books because Bloodborne and Blood Mad are absolutely, I think, original when it comes to the grand scheme of all these vampire novels. Well, Stephanie, where can we get your books? You can find me on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to connect with me. Um, I have a link tree there where it's got links to Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can go to your local indie bookstore and order them there, which I love. I love working with indie bookstores. I have a website, stephaniekemler.com. That's got all the resources. So I just have a lot of ways that people can connect both to me and also to the works I'm doing and whatever, whatever wild novels come up in the future. Instagram is probably the best place to find out like latest news. Well, I want to say thank you for coming by today and exposing us all in this world that you've created. Like we're 
I mean, I know I'm really excited to read something extremely, I was going to say extremely original and really with amazing content. Any last minute thing you want to say before we go today? I think that I'm so thrilled and so humbled and honored that people want to interact with my world. I love hearing the feedback. I love, of course, any author likes reviews, but just the casual DMs that I get on Instagram of people kind of fangirling and fanboying about <laughs> the characters and what's happening. And, and I've had a few people do that as they're reading it. There's nothing more delightful. There's nothing more exciting to me that than people buying into the whole thing and really having feelings about the characters. So anyone who's read it, anyone who's reading it in the future, I'm so excited and so grateful and feel so blessed to be able to share it with people. Yay. Thank you. That's perfectly said, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that with Instagram, we can kind of connect to authors. You know, there are things that we love, like music and films, in which I think, you know, there's celebrities and all, but I, I always feel that authors should be the biggest celebrities because one, you guys do the hard work, absolutely. <laughs> and we get to enjoy all these amazing things and we get to connect with you through Instagram or even I get to talk to you through a podcast. So I, I think all authors should deserve all the spotlight versus the other celebrities. But anyway, <laughs> I'd love to hear that. <laughs> But thank you again, Stephanie, for coming by. I, uh, I'm i really excited to get into your books and I'm really excited to see what else you give us beyond this. So I will let you go. Have a wonderful day. And I hope to see you back sometime when you get your next book going. Great. Thank you so much. I had a blast. Thank you, Steph. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then.